Well, last time that we met, whenever I was here doing the book of Acts, I think it was. Was it the book of Acts? <laughs> it seems like a long time ago. It was back before Carolyn's surgery. And that was six weeks ago when she had surgery. I think that's when Luke did it. 17th. And so I was here on the 10th. You're right. That's exactly right. So uh, that's over a month ago. And uh, so where we left at was Berea. We left Berea. Before that, we left Thessalonica. And uh, before that, we, we left Philippi. And it wasn't that um, we were just leaving to go on to the next journey. It was because um, actually Paul was more or less booted out of town. Uh, there was kind of a forcing to, to, to leave, and that happened in Thessalonica, and then also at Berea, whenever the brethren, the uh, Jewish brethren, the Judaizers and such, um, they came after Paul, and um, there he had to leave for Athens. And so that's the next place that we pick uh, pick it up at where Paul is um, preaching the gospel. And so as you can uh, pretty well tell, the gospel is um, truly taken in by some people, and then other people hate it. They hate it so much they want to kill people kick them out of town, put them in jail, torture them. And uh, Paul has seen this time after time, as well as the other apostles. And so it's uh, not anything different as he moves on, and he gets to present the uh, gospel in one of the great worldly cities of, uh, of the day at that time. And uh, we know that um, he's not really uh, readily accepted there, although there are some people that uh, have an interest in what he's saying, but most do not. Uh, he has something a little bit different to offer. matter of fact, he has the truth of all truths and of all places to go uh, to go into an intellectual city and deliver the gospel. Um, we remember that um, they would consider this gospel foolishness as they did in Corinth. Um, but it's not foolishness, it's uh, the so-called foolishness of God, which is actually the wisdom, the wisdom of God versus the uh, foolishness of man. Anyway, we will be uh, starting in uh, 17 at verse 16. And before that, I certainly need some help, so we're going to call upon the Holy Spirit, the Lord Himself, to help us in this Bible study tonight, as we should always. <laughs> Father, we thank You for who You are. Great God, and you are worthy to be sang to, to be praised, to be honored, glorified. We uh, can't do it enough, and we always come up short. But yet you uh, have given us quite the grace to be able to understand some things about who you are. And you've gotten on our level by giving us this Word of God. And we can understand you a little more and then also how that translate into, uh, translates into our own lives. We look to your Holy Spirit to empower your word, to open up our hearts, and to go over a familiar text, and at the same time that it can be fresh to us and can help us in our own daily living and also even in our 
whether it be evangelizing, whether it be giving the gospel to the lost, or even preaching the gospel to ourselves sometimes, Lord, we need to, to hear that. So, uh, Lord, we uh, ask upon you to uh, lead us here again tonight. And thank you for these people that are so dear that uh, we get to uh, fellowship with. In Jesus' name, amen. And um, in this section, uh, Paul gives a message, gives a message to the philosophers, the great so-called philosophers of Athens, which really represents the philosophy of the world. I mean, right there, that's the that's the capital, that's the seat of philosophy. And I think as we look at this text, it really should encourage us, it should instruct us of how we are to uh, maybe approach with the gospel uh, to people who don't have any background of Christianity. Um, and maybe sometimes of, of being able to hit with them on uh, getting at their level. That's what we want to always do is is to get where people are at and take them from there to get to uh, the bottom line, and that's Jesus Christ and uh, the cross. So he's had to uh, flee persecution. His plans really weren't to go to Athens, at least at that time. Uh, it was not by his plans. He had to flee persecution in Berea, of all things. And Berea is where they searched the Scriptures. That had been a great place to hang around for a long time, wouldn't it? And uh, But he had to go. And he's waiting for Silas and Timothy. So it's kind of by himself this time. And usually Paul didn't travel by himself. We usually think of the great Apostle Paul and him. It seems like he's out there by himself, but not not really. He always had uh, men of God surrounding him that uh, that he traveled with, that he preached with. Uh, but now he is. Uh, it's basically basically him. And when you go to uh, Athens at this time, of course, we know that they had gods all over the place. Matter of fact, it has been said that um, you're more likely to uh, meet a god in Athens than a man. And that sounds kind of funny. So what do you mean? Well, statistically, it's actually true. Because they had something like 300,000 idols at that time in the city. And at that time, there were 10,000 people. 30,000 versus 10,000. So you're more likely to run into a god than you were a man. Three, three to one there, right? So it was the glory days of Athens uh, had been four centuries earlier. And, and of course, they still had the, the glory days. But uh, it was very much an intellectual city, a cultural center. Uh, you have two schools of philosophy that were dominant at that time. One was Epicureanism. And uh, that was Epicurus. He went back to uh, 300 uh, B.C. And that philosophy was around at this time when Paul was there. And he basically taught that pleasure is the chief goal in life. Hmm. Hedonism. As a matter of fact, I think that's really what people are after today. They, 